Welcome to Truth on the Go with Andrea Lennon. Andrea is a wife, mom, speaker, and author based in Conway. She is an on-the-go kind of girl who loves Jesus and is passionate about helping women know the truth, live the truth, and share the truth. If you'd like to connect with Andrea and see all of her resources, including having her speak at your church, go to andrealennonministry.org. Now, here's Andrea. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. Today, I come to you just with a heart of gratitude as we think about all of the things that we have to be thankful for. You know, we can make a list. We are thankful for our homes. We're thankful for our families. We're thankful for our life. Many of us are thankful for our health. Maybe it's some financial resources. Maybe it's some opportunities. There's so many things that God is doing in our midst. And today we just want to talk about the journey and how we can be thankful along the way for all the ways that God is active, for all the ways that he is providing, for all the ways that he is present. And Bethany, I want to welcome you to the show today as we think about this attitude of gratitude and just all the ways that God's at work. Yeah. And it is so important that we take even a few moments, I think every single day, just to think about how we have been blessed. I know certainly this past year has been a year of just change and new things for me, but it is so important to just kind of look back and look at how God has just blessed us above and beyond. I'm so glad that you brought that concept up of looking back because Mm -hmm. I want to take just a few minutes and kind of look back at some things that God's been doing in my life. And today, Bethany, we're just going to have some girl talk. I don't know how you feel about that. I like girl talk. You like girl talk. All right. So normally I text Bethany or call Bethany or we take just a few minutes before our program and we kind of set the stage for where we're going, what we're talking about. And today I sent an easy little text saying, hey, girl talk. (laughs) And And I said, I'm down. I'm I'm down with it. So, you know, girl talk is all about just sharing our hearts and processing where we've been, where we are, where we're going and seeing the goodness of God and being thankful in the midst of the journey. And so, you know, that I have this ministry, True Vine Ministry, a ministry for women where I teach the word of God, just encouraging women to know the truth, live the truth, share the truth. And it has been a long journey. I think about all the years that God has been faithful in opening doors of opportunity way back whenever my kids were little, I started speaking and writing and now they're 18 and 14. So they don't know anything else but mom going and speaking and, you know, doing this life called ministry. And so this past weekend, I had an incredible opportunity to really step out of the state of Arkansas onto more of a national platform and to serve women. And it just made me stop and think about the faithfulness of God Mm -hmm. along the way. And so I want to share just a little bit of that journey with all of you, process it for myself, and then encourage everyone listening to think about their own journey. So first of all, I was at a national event where there were thousands of women's ministry leaders and we were just gathering to worship the Lord and to study the word of God. And then also to just have leadership development. And I was a breakout session leader. And what I have to just testify to is that I've been to this conference several times I've attended as an attendee, right? And so I would go and I would enjoy the worship and enjoy our time in God's word. But there was one time three years ago, as I was walking through the hallways of this church where the conference takes place, that I prayed this prayer and it kind of surprised me. I just said, Lord, if it is your will and in your time, may I have the privilege to serve at this event? I asked for it, which was like, 
so out of character for me, yeah. Bethany. You know that because I do. listen, if there's anyone who can run from a calling, it's this girl right here. Mm-hmm. I can run from that. And so it surprised me and it scared me just a little bit because I knew that that prayer wasn't coming from me. It was coming from the Lord. So I just prayed and I just went through the rest of the conference, not really thinking anything about it. So, you know, the Lord has just been faithful to open doors of opportunities through my work here in the state of Arkansas, as well as like this radio program, yeah. which just shocks me all the time. So rewind to about four months ago when I received an email inviting me to speak at this national conference. Okay. Prayers are answered. I know. And then I start to kind of freak out to be quite honest with you. I read the email and I thought, am I dreaming? Like, is this really happening? And so I closed my email and then I opened it again and it was still there. And I'm like, okay, I think this is real. And so I immediately replied and said, absolutely. I would be so honored. And then Bethany, I'll be honest with you. I started thinking, well, what am I going to say? You know, is it enough? And so I started the process of just praying and just going, Lord, help me to trust you in this journey. Help me to just enjoy the journey too. You know, cause that's something that I really think is so important for us as women we have this journey. We have this life that God is calling us to live and we want to live it for his glory. But sometimes we go through life just kind of clenching our fists going, am I going to make it, you know, just wondering. And so that's kind of how I was feeling leading up to the conference. So I arrived at the conference and really, honestly, I felt pretty good. I knew that the Lord had given me a strong word to share and I knew that he was going to open the doors. I knew he was going to provide the right times and the right people in the right way. And so I attended the very first day of the conference. I wasn't scheduled to speak until the last day of the conference. And it was a three day conference. And I'm so thankful for that because by the third day, I was so ready. But I'm like hyped up on Jesus. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But by the first day, I'm sitting there going, oh my goodness, you start seeing all the other people and you start comparing yourself and you start wondering and you you know, you start doubting, Mm -hmm. at least I I do. And so there was this spiritual battle going on inside of me. And this is where I want to encourage everyone who is listening today stay in the battle, you know, stay engaged in the spiritual process of God getting ourselves out of us so that we can be fully surrendered to Him. And so, Bethany, I think I've told you I'm not a big crier. You're not. I'm not a big crier. And so I found myself just kind of weepy, which I was so thankful for because it was the tenderness of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so I was in the second day and I received this text message from my son, my 18 year old son. Okay, this is going to make me cry now. (laughs) This is going to be pretty significant. And so I opened it up and I read it and it, it was an image and it said, life truly begins when you step outside of your comfort zone. And I was like, oh my goodness. And so I know, I I know, I know. And he sent me just a little message along with it. He said, this is all the pep talk that you need for tomorrow. He said, mom, you're in the right place. You're ready. You've got this. Just go do it and enjoy it. I'm not kidding. I like it. It gives me chills. So sweet. I love it. And here's what I love about that. You know, Jake has always understood the concept of true vine ministry. He's always seen the bigger picture. And God has used this little boy who is not a little boy anymore (laughs) to encourage me and to always say, mom, step out, step out, step out, you know? And so when I received that text message, it was just like the Lord was saying, do step outside of your comfort zone, but don't step out in your strength, step out in my strength. Mm -hmm. And so God in his goodness and grace, he prepared me so that when I stepped into that moment, I mean, I was so ready to teach the word of God Mm -hmm. and it was amazing. I mean, it was so powerful. It was one of those moments where you were just like, you know, it's not you. And that is just beautiful. And there were several things that I shared that I didn't plan to share, but let me tell you how God is so good. At the end of that session, I had several women come up to me 
and the things that I didn't plan to share, that was the things that connected. Wow. And I was like, okay, Lord, help me to understand this. Help me to see how you in your goodness and your grace, you have been plotting this ministry. You have been planning this ministry. You have been directing this ministry. You've been directing my experiences so that I can serve these women, not out of my sufficiency, but out of yours, not out of my strength, but honestly out of my weakness, because the two things that I shared about that I did not plan to share about, they were my adoption and my struggle with dyslexia. Hmm. And you know my story and you know how the adoption, while I celebrate it today, there were times and seasons when I really did struggle with it. And then with the dyslexia, it was just hard. Yeah, I mean, it was just right down to the core, hard in every way. But there was this sweet little mom in the session and she had adopted a child and she wasn't quite sure how to tell that child that he was adopted. Hmm. And so she came to me at the end and she said, what do you think? And I was able to tell her my perspective on that you know and I always think it's good for people to know their stories I think that there is such a power that comes from knowing our stories from sharing our stories from owning our stories and a big part of that little boy's story is that God placed him in her home and so I was just encouraging this young mom that she should celebrate that and that she should embrace that. And then I talked about the biological mom and how that biological mom, she has a place in that child's life in the terms of she gave that child an opportunity to have life. And so that's a that's an important place in that woman's journey and in that child's journey. And for that sweet young mom who really was riddled, I think, with insecurities and questions and doubt, it was a light bulb moment. That's awesome. And I was just like, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Because if I hadn't been through my journey, I wouldn't have been prepared in that moment to speak into her journey. And so she walked away and other people walked up and they were sharing different things. But then at the very end, there was this teenager and her mom that were standing off to the side and I could tell they wanted to talk. You know, you Mm -hmm. can tell when somebody wants to talk. And so I made my way over to them and the the daughter wouldn't make eye contact with me. So immediately I wanted to make eye contact with her (laughs) because whenever someone can't make eye contact, you know, there's some deep issues there, Mm -hmm. probably feelings of insecurities and self-worth and just questions and doubts and some struggles. And so I immediately just locked eyes with her and the mom starts telling me her story. Mm -hmm. And her story was that that she struggles with significant dyslexia to the point that she had to be homeschooled. She had Mm -hmm. to come home and, and really try to figure out how to learn to read and to write. And as a result of that, her confidence was shaken. And so when I shared about my dyslexia, And she saw me standing in front of a group of 200 women reading and talking. It encouraged her. And Mm -hmm. so the young girl asked me a question. She just said, what do I need to know? What do I need to do so that I can, you know, overcome this dyslexia? And so I just looked at her and I said, listen, there is more progress being made right now in your journey than you even realize. You just keep on keeping on. And I said, you know, I'm here today because of the goodness of God, because of the plan of God, because of the work of God and God is good and he has a plan for you and you're going to make it. And so I just started speaking that truth into her life and just telling some of the techniques that I used as a young girl to learn how to read and to learn how to write. 
And it was just a powerful moment. And then I looked at that mom and I said, okay, mama, God has created you for a purpose. He loves you. He sees you. He knows you. He's given meaning to your life. And the fact that this daughter is your daughter, it is not by accident. Mm -hmm. You are pouring into her life and you just need to keep on. And she's crying. I'm crying. (laughs) The daughter is crying. And so then we just take a moment and we pray together. And at the end of it, we just, you know, big group hug and they walked away and I'll probably never see them again. I may never, you know, cross paths with them again. But in that moment, Bethany, all of the tears that I cried as a young girl, they were worth it. Hmm. And the reason why is because I was able to speak truth into that young girl's life and she left there with an example and hopefully with just a little bit of hope and a whole lot of Bible, a whole yes. lot of God. That yes. that's certainly, I don't want to ever give myself, I want to give Jesus, but it was meaningful and it was powerful to see God redeem that hard stuff for his glory. And it all happened in a way that I never expected it. And I thought about when I prayed that prayer three years prior, Lord, let me serve. I never would have thought it would have been out of my weakness, but God is so faithful He is so good and he positions us for redemption and restoration. And then he encourages us to encourage others with that comfort and that, you know, redemption that we've received from him. And so as I just walk away from this last week, I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude Mm -hmm. and thankfulness for the journey, not because of me, but all because of him. In just a moment, Andrea will return with a final thought. If you would like to hear more of her teachings, visit andrealennonministry.org. It is the ultimate website for the girl on the go with Bible studies, video sessions, podcasts, books, and down-to-earth blogs straight from Andrea's heart. Be sure and subscribe so that you can stay connected. Again, that's andrealennon.org. Now, let's hear a final truth from Andrea. So we're back and we're talking about just gratitude and joy in the journey and God's grace in the midst of our weakness and how he brings so much meaning to our journeys. Well, you know, Andrea, earlier when you were sharing about how you were at a conference sharing things about your life that you didn't really anticipate sharing, like your adoption and your struggle with dyslexia, it just, all I could think about was that verse in 2 Corinthians, when we are weak, he is strong. And that's that's the verse that was just kind of running around in my mind. But I I love your willingness to be used in that way. So I'm going to take a second and applaud you for that. Thank you so much. And it certainly is not what I set out to do in ministry. Certainly, I wanted to portray myself as having it all together. And the Lord just stripped me of that, you know, and said, how about just be real? How about just be authentic? How about be transparent? And what I have found is that that's what people are hungry for. Hmm. They're not hungry for like the perfect person who has it all together who can relate to that because none of us are there but it was hard for me to go to this place and to stay in this place because naturally you are vulnerable (laughs) in that moment and so I am so grateful for that too because that's a work of God's grace in my life Mm -hmm. to just go okay it's not about me and it's not about portraying myself in a certain way so just here it is you know here it is and Lord use it and that again is something we always want to encourage one another to do is to just put it out there just be honest be vulnerable be transparent build community and authenticity around God's word and our own struggles in the midst of the journey 
and then watch him transform our lives. Well, I mean, I think of the early church, how real they were with each other, how they shared life together and they had all things in common is what Acts says, you know, how they were just there for each other, sharing and doing life together. And I think about how powerful their ministry was reaching out and sharing the gospel and how, what would that look like if, if that's how we lived our lives or with our friends and our neighbors, if we just did life together and we were transparent and real. And you know, what I love about that passage in Acts 2 is it says that God added to their number mm-hmm. daily. That's the kind of move power. that we want yeah. in our lives and in our churches and in our communities that God would be adding to our numbers of believers every single day. Mm -hmm. And we have so much to be thankful for. And, you know, when we think about our journeys, we think about the good, the bad, the ugly, and how all of it comes together to form this life that hopefully gives glory to God. And this morning, as I was preparing to come and to share my heart with all of you, I was reminded of a passage of scripture that's kind of obscure. I love an obscure passage, (laughs) Bethany, because You know, whenever you find an obscure passage that speaks to you, there's something very memorable about that, that it just kind of like sticks to your bones. Mm -hmm. And whenever you're going through your journey and through your day, the Lord will remind you of that obscure passage because, you know, who's talking about that, right? And so there's this passage in Genesis chapter 47. And in this passage, Pharaoh, who is the leader of Egypt, is speaking to Jacob And Jacob was the father of Joseph. And if you remember Joseph's story, you remember that his brothers were jealous of him and they sold him into captivity and came back to their father and said that he had died. And so for many years, Jacob thought that Joseph was dead. Well, God in his sovereignty and providence and plan, he orchestrated the events of Jacob's life and Joseph's life and the brothers' lives so that there would be this grand reunion in Egypt as Joseph had been sold into slavery and then elevated into leadership where whenever there was this famine that he was in place to actually preserve and to provide for God's chosen people, the Israelites. And so we see God bringing, again, good out of difficult in this moment. And so we're late in the story in Genesis chapter 47, and Joseph has been reunited with his brothers and reunited with his father. And actually the father and brothers and all of their household had moved from Canaan, from the promised land to Egypt because of a severe famine that was going on. And there was this moment where Pharaoh was meeting the family. It was like their first introduction to one another. And so Pharaoh first met some of the brothers and he asked the brothers, what do you do? And so the brothers said, we're, you know, farmers. And so Pharaoh said, well, this is some land for you. And so they got some really good land to go and tend sheep and all of those good things. And then Pharaoh meets the dad. He meets Jacob and he asked the dad this question that I thought was really interesting. And this is the question that he asked. He said, how old are you? So he's looking at Hmm. this seasoned man and he wants to know his chronological age. Like, are you a hundred? Are you 50? <laughs> you know, and sometimes people look at me and I, I bet they're wondering now, how old are you? 27. <laughs> Thank you, Bethany. My favorite friend, my sweet sister. Absolutely. Uh, because sometimes we associate age with maturity mm-hmm. and, and experiences wisdom, and yeah. wisdom and those kinds of things. And so Pharaoh is asking, how old are you? And I'm expecting as I'm reading through the passage that, you know, Jacob would give his chronological age, but that's not how he answered the question. And Jacob said to Pharaoh in verse nine, the years of my pilgrimage are a hundred and thirty. And, you know, that that concept of, yes, I am 130 years old, 
but there is a pilgrimage mm-hmm. that I am on. And that concept of pilgrimage, it is a journey to a final destination. And whenever I look at that passage, the first time I read it, it was just a reminder that Jacob was on a journey and that Goshen, where they were going to settle, that wasn't going to be his final resting place. Mm-hmm. His final resting place was going to be in heaven. That spoke volumes to me. Mm-hmm. And and Jacob goes on to say, after he said that he was 130 years old, he says, my years have been few and difficult and they do not equal the years of the pilgrimage of my fathers it reminded me that you know sometimes we're just going to have hard struggles Mm -hmm. in our journey we're going to have those difficulties we're going to have those trials but where is our perspective is our perspective in the temporary years whether that's 20 years or 100 years or somewhere in between (laughs) or is our perspective in the eternal Mm -hmm. because when our perspective is in the eternal it changes the way we process the temporary years. And I think that was my takeaway from my weekend, honestly, which I know that's kind of like a big jump in some ways, but in other ways, it's not. You know, we tend to evaluate our time here on this earth in levels, like levels of success, levels of influence, levels of opportunities, levels of financial stability, levels of friendships, levels of experiences. But God, he he sees things differently. He just looks at the whole big picture and he is just preparing us for our final home. Well, and going back earlier to what we were talking about, about you being vulnerable and transparent, I think when we have that eternal perspective and we realize, you know, life is short. I don't have time to be fake. I don't have time to put up a front of perfection or being something that I'm not. Because when people see the transparency and see the vulnerability and see honestly your struggles, they can see Jesus in you through those struggles, working for his glory and how you're you're growing in your faith through the, the hard times of your life. And what a challenge for all of us, for everyone who's in that spot where we're going, okay, we tend to focus on the temporary. We focus on the years, but God is focusing on creating in us a pure heart, a clean heart, a transparent heart. He is taking us towards completion. Uh, you know, scripture tells us that he doesn't leave us unfinished, that he is all about finishing the work that he started so we can have confidence not in ourselves or where we are in our journey but we can have confidence in God Mm -hmm. and who he is and how he faithfully works in the seasons of difficulty in the seasons of victory in the seasons of apathy sometimes we go through these seasons where we're just like Lord where are you what's going on (laughs) he's at work in that moment and so everything comes together to create this final moment when we will see Jesus face to face and we will hear well done, my good and faithful servant. And what if we lived with hearts full of gratitude for the good, the bad, the ugly, the easy, the hard, the ups and the downs, the times of victory, the times of defeat, the times when we think we're making progress, the times when we know for sure we're not. Mm -hmm. What if we lived with this eternal perspective that God is at work in the midst of all of that, that he's working for our good, he's working for his glory, and there is this moment coming when our pilgrimage, it will end in our final resting place, which is heaven. And in that moment, all the old things will have passed away. It won't matter how many people we spoke to or how many experiences we had. All of that will pale in the comparison of finally being home with Jesus. So as we think about our day today, let's think about having hearts of gratitude for every single season of life, knowing that God is at work. He is calling us into conformity with his son, Jesus Christ, and he is taking us home. That's Andrea Lennon with Truth On The Go. Thanks so much for joining us today. 
You know, nothing excites Andrea more than God's Word meeting us at our greatest point of need, speaking truth into our lives, and empowering us to live meaningful, productive, and God-honoring lives. We pray that today's truth helped you connect with God and His Word in a life-changing way. If you would like to book Andrea for your next speaking event or connect with her on social media, visit andrealennonministry.org. Andrea will return next week with more Truth on the Go. Truth on the Go is an outreach of True Vine Ministries, Conway, Arkansas.